Welcome to a Nutrition and Clinical Practice podcast. I am Dr. Berkeley Lemketkai, Contributing Editor of Nutrition and Clinical Practice and a member of the Physician Engagement Committee of the American Society of Parental and Enteral Nutrition, or ASPEN. Joining me today is Dr. Ajay Jain, author of the review entitled Beyond Lipids, Novel Mechanisms for Intestinal Failure-Associated Liver Disease. This article is published in the April 2022 issue of Nutrition and Clinical Practice and continues the collaboration between the journal and the Aspen Physician Engagement Committee. Dr. Jane is a professor of pediatrics at St. Louis University. He also serves as an associate division chief of pediatric gastroenterology and hepatology and section head of pediatric nutrition. His research focuses on gut microbial alterations with use of parental nutrition, short bowel syndrome, role of luminal signaling, liver injury, protein processing, and genetic disease. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Jane. Thanks for having me. Before we start our discussion, I would like to ask our guests if they have any disclosures on this topic that they would like to share. Um, None for me. The title of your article caught me when it mentioned novel mechanisms for intestinal failure-associated liver disease. Could you give our listeners a brief synopsis of some of these novel mechanisms? Well, thanks uh, for this podcast. I have been involved with uh, parental nutrition-associated injury mechanisms over the past uh, almost two decades. Traditionally, the thought has been that there is either toxicity of the BN solution itself or sepsis, which certainly are important drivers for injury. But some of the new things which have been highlighted through uh, work done in my lab as also throughout you know the the country and and the world are that there are other things that are uh, significant players as it relates to injury drivers for parental nutrition one of the important ideas is that the gut can control a lot that the liver does. So gut to systemic signaling has turned out to be a major driver for for injury. I'll give a small example here. If someone can provide parenteral nutrition to patients who have been on TPN or who have been on parenteral nutrition, then the injury is sort of mitigated. And so this hones an interesting idea that there are signaling molecules within the gut which can control uh, liver and systemic health. So one of the biggest focus are the change in the idea how parental nutrition drives injury is this idea of gut-derived signals. I can go into more details, but I think that's what is sort of the biggest messaging uh, out out of the paper that was recently published. Very interesting. And speaking of signaling, you had mentioned about the elucidation of the farsenoid X receptor and fibroblast growth factor 19 signaling pathways as potential mediators of intestinal failure-associated liver disease. And how would you envision their implications for therapy maybe in the future? Yeah, I think uh, you've raised a, a very important sort of a core principle in that article. And the here, here's the idea. Normally, luminal content or when someone is eating food elicits activation of a key receptor called Farnesoid X receptor. And this uh, results in the release of a growth factor called fibroblast growth factor 19, which binds to its receptor in the liver FGFR4 and FGF19 travels through the portal circulation and it then controls something called CYP7A1, which is the rate limiting step for bile acid synthesis within the liver. And also recent data suggests that it can control lipid and glycemic homeostasis. So it's an interesting link between the gut to the liver through the FXR FGF19 axis. From a therapeutic targeting aspect, one could target any 
of these molecules and receptors along the FXR FGF19 axis, which would include FXR ligands, FGF19, which could be, you know, produced through activation of FXR or given exogenously. You could modulate the FGFR for receptor or even CYP7A1 signaling, uh, which could affect uh, liver disease. So uh, a lot of those would pose as therapeutic targets and help in drug discovery. So I think those are some of the key receptors and signaling molecules, which could have an implication as uh, therapeutics are developed. Speaking of therapies, you also listed vitamin E, a fat-soluble antioxidant, as an agent under investigation for intestinal failure-associated liver disease. Would you have any guidance on that, or is it even ready for prime time? I think you, again, uh, an important, we, we included the role of vitamin E in the interest of, you know, having this as a, as a sort of a more comprehensive article. I have to say, if you, as we had detailed there, the results are not as clear. There are some studies which have clearly shown a benefit of vitamin E, but then there are others which have been less enthusiastic. So I think the messaging here is that vitamin E does do something probably through an antioxidant effect, but is it ready from prime time for a therapeutic strategy? I think more research needs to happen. It is considered a fairly benign medication in terms of if therapeutic doses are or recommended doses are used. So I think the, the downsides are less, but certainly it should be considered something which we, we're not suggesting that that's a treatment modality for any of these injuries. The data is not yet out, but I think more research is happening, and I think we'll have more answer in the next several years. Well, it's very exciting to hear about the research you're doing and uh, how you've elucidated these different mechanisms. Before we close, are there any additional comments that you would like to share with our listeners? I would also like to talk about another signaling axis, which is the TGR5 GLP2 axis. And I think this article also highlights is that it seems that the gut changes as well as the liver changes are sort of dichotomized under the FXRFGF19 signaling and the GLP2, TGR5 GLP2 axis. And the idea there is that another receptor called TGR5, which is also modulated by intraluminal bile acids, can modulate gut growth through GLP2 upon uh, ligands for, for TGR5. And then we had also highlighted the role of the gut microbiota, which, you know, is not trivial. Um, the idea being these are trillions of bacteria, which can influence both the bile acid signaling properties, but have recently known to change gut permeability, change in gut mucosal growth, influence that as well as sort of drive injury mechanisms into the liver through endotoxin-mediated injury. So I think those are some of the other key ideas which are sort of revolutionary in terms of the etiology for the injury mechanisms with parental nutrition. Well, as a gastroenterologist as well, I'm very encouraged to hear that the gut plays you know, quite a central role in overall body health. Well, thank you for sharing your expertise with us today, Dr. Jane, on this very important topic. And I would like to invite our listeners to find out more about novel mechanisms for intestinal failure-associated liver disease in the April 2022 issue of Nutrition in Clinical Practice. Thank you very much, Dr. Jane. Thank you.